Send a limo to get you? Yes, please. <laughs> Thank you. Goodbye. I'm waiting in the green room. <laughs> Episode three. Today, my guest is Cindy Sims. She is director of Fusion Support. We're going to talk to Cindy today about all things support. And I mean, you don't have a lot of interesting things to oh say about you. Oh, my God. Why do you didn't do your homework? That is what I'm going to say to you. You had nothing interesting to ask me because you did not do your homework. Completely true. <laughs> there we go. There's our intro right there. <laughs> Here comes our guest. Be our guest, be our guest. Oh, very nice. Put our service to the test. I watched some Disney. Clearly, I made a reference to Gaston. My nickname to my nieces was Gaston because really? I was giant and they were little. And, and all of your decorating is antlers. Yeah. I had a little Gaston figurine <clears throat> action guy on my desk for a long time. <laughs> very nice. So thank you for agreeing to do this, Cindy. I know you're... A little skittish about probably me more than the podcast. That is but true. I think it's a great idea. I think you have a good story to tell. I think people are interested in not only support, but you know what we do and what the rest of the world's doing to take care of people to pay the bills. So I was excited to bring you in here and learn a little bit more about you as well. So you're a mystery, and uh, we want to tap into that a little bit. Oh, dear. All right. So tell us all about Cindy Sims. What are you all about? What do you like to do? What do I like to do? I like to work. I think everyone knows that. <laughs> you have a wicked work ethic. I, I do like hand to work. I, like to sp- I mean, it's such a cliche. I like to spend time with my family. We like to go on trips. I like to read a lot. I like to do things around the house. That's what so I like to do. you have two children? Two. Mm-hmm. And one amazing husband. That is true. <laughs> That's true. And are you guys from the area? Not from Carlinville, but from central Illinois, yes. Central Illinois, what's the name of that town? Uh, Jacksonville, Illinois. <laughs> okay, I was I've born, heard that's nor- a little north, right? It is. Okay. I was actually born in Washington, D.C., though. Wow. You probably didn't know that about me. I did not know that about you. And when did you move to Illinois? Three. I was three oh, years old. My okay. parents, um, my mother had finished her master's degree and got a job in Jacksonville. Nice. So, well, welcome to Illinois. And I'm a little late to join that party, but <laughs> glad you're here. <laughs> And uh, so, you know, running a support crew, and how long have you been with Carmack, first of all? Uh, it was 18 years last week. And you've been in the support world the whole time? Not the whole time. Um, started, the first eight years was in support, and then there was a new position in our sales group called Order Processing. We had a need to make sure that we were following through on that. So that was fun because new position, so I kind of got to develop that and develop processes. It was kind of a nice break from support, but my heart is always in support. So there was a management job that opened up. I went back to support and then uh, stayed there for five years, took a little break, ran the e-learning group when I worked for you, Jim Allen. What a great time. It was a great time. And then I'm back in support um, again. And what's your current role? I'm the director of Fusion Support. So what does that mean? What's a day in the life of Cindy Sims? Yeah, that's a good question. Day in the life of Cindy Sims, it's, it's a new role. So um, right now what we're trying to do 
So we're just getting back to the fundamentals of support. That's really the biggest goal we had. And that was to get morale up. Because you can imagine working in a support department, sometimes morale can be kind of all over the board. So when, uh, just like any other job, when you're happy, especially when you're interacting with customers, we need support reps happy, feeling appreciated, um, because that just that's just conveyed on, on the phone. So we need to get morale up in our incident countdown. We had a lot of open incidents, and so we need to focus on that. So in the last few months, it's really been about getting back to the fundamentals of support. Long term, it really is about mapping out strategy for our support team and how we can be better, how we can provide better service. And that's through people, technology, measuring the kinds of things that are coming into our support department. That's really what my long-term goals are. Yeah, I, you know, I have to say I have the utmost respect for support staff because that can be a grind. Day in and day out, you're generally dealing with people that are having some kind of issue and maybe they're upset or what, and that, that can take its toll day in and day out. So I have a lot of respect for people that are ultra professional at doing that and maintaining a, a long career in that department. And uh, hats off to you for understanding that the morale is what drives that workforce. And would you say right now people are pretty happy? Or? I think I think so. Yes, I do. I mean, we, we try our best. It's a, it's a unique department to your point. Certainly any department, team it, teamwork is so, so important. But in a support environment, we really rely on each other. I mean, everyone just can't go to lunch at the same time. We have a job right. to do. Our customers are calling in or they're emailing. So... Uh, the morale really has to be high. The team really has to respect each other because we have to work so closely. Right. And so why do people call you? What's the big call generators right now? Right. Well, that's a good question. There's a few reasons why I call us. Sometimes it's just a matter of, you guys have told me this a million times, but I only, you know, I don't do it that often. And so can you tell me again, what button am I supposed to push? You know, it's something as simple as that. It can be, um, I've never used this piece of the software before. Can you kind of walk me through that? Sometimes that moves to our training department, but sometimes we'll take care of that over the phone. So it's kind of how-tos or reminders. Certainly if there's a problem with the software, they call support. So we have to research it at that time. Um, It is up to support to reproduce that. So when a customer says, hey, one plus one equals three on my software, it's really up to the support rep to to try to figure that out. And although that seems easy, sometimes one plus one equals three on on a customer's software, but when we try to test it here, we can't get it to fail. So uh, we do things like that. We um, work with customers sometimes about what they would like the software to do. So there's a protocol for how we submit enhancements, but we we walk our customers through that. Cool. And, you know, I I think that you guys have some top shelf talent up there for sure. And then you you do have some newer people that come in Mm -hmm. and I'm assuming help absorb some of that knowledge passed around. So what do you do to get people developed? And if they wanted to get a job in that group, like how long does it take them to really be effective? That's a great question. When I first started back in 1998, what people used to say all the time is it's a full year. It's a full year before the light bulb like kind of will go on for you. And really, I think we've been able to cut that to six months. And a huge part of that is our knowledge base, like our own CRM, because we really started utilizing the tools that were provided for us. And that is if a customer calls in an issue, document everything and then write a close so that the next time a customer calls that in, the next support rep that gets that can look it up in the database and provide the answer. Before you had to kind of ask, you were kind of beholden to your teammates. You know, it would, you'd say, oh, I don't know how to do that. Hey, when Kurt gets off the phone, I'll ask him. 
So we, we still do that a little bit, certainly, but we really try to use our knowledge base. That has helped. And then just training tools in general. I talked about the e-learning team. Um, that's the first thing our support reps do when they come in. They go through all of our e-learning and they're, they're certified on it. So that helps them jump ahead. We try to send them on a bring live so the support rep fully understands when a customer calls in. We try our best certainly to hire people that are sympathetic to customer needs, but there is nothing better than sending a support rep on a trip. Mm -hmm. They come back and they say, wow, I didn't realize. And uh, that's been a big help too. Right, and I I think we have that in the training department where when they get out and they actually get on site and they they see people that there's human beings out there doing these jobs and they kind of get a, a day in the life, so to right. speak, that it really, they're able to connect more. And I think you hit on something super important to, to talk about is the, there's a demeanor that a support person has to have because you can get, uh, you know, a lot of emotion on the other side of the phone mm-hmm. and you have to be, you know, the consummate professional as you're dealing with this stuff. And I'm sure you have some great stories about times <laughs> that, uh, you know, do. you've had some fun <laughs> incidents and I would love to hear some of those. And one example I could, th- I always sticks out of my head is, is, is it was Zappos. If you read the Zappos book and it's a great book, I recommend to people. There was a, a story about their support management told them that you take care of no matter what people are calling about, you make sure that you take care of them as much as you can. And somebody had actually tried to test this out and called and ordered a pizza. And uh, as the story goes, the support rep ended up actually getting on the phone and helping that person complete their pizza order, which is pretty (laughs) funny. And that's going the extra mile. But any of those kind of situations come to mind? I think if you talk to anyone that has worked in support here at Carmack, and what's interesting is so many people, that's where they started their career was at support and they moved their moved laterally or moved up in the company, but everyone has a favorite call or a call that they'll never forget. And sometimes they are super rewarding. Um, I think we take for granted sometimes um, the knowledge that we have in the sense that a customer will call. They will say, "I have I haven't been able to get this to work. I've got a meeting with you know our my boss, and we walk them through it." And we've gotten wine baskets before from people, you know, customers will send us things and and we don't even realize the difference that we're making. Likewise, you know, it's just funny some of the things that customers say to us as well. You know, I remember the first year or two I was here, I had a customer say to me, I don't know much about software, but you know, dig whatever it is, dig deep in there and fix it because I'm sure it's way down there. And I was just on the phone (laughs) thinking, I don't know where you're going. Like it's a barrel of software. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, (laughs) We, we have a lot of funny stories uh, that, that we like to share with each other. <laughs> well, I'm sure that there's some that you cannot share, but I've, I've heard a few. But think about those, and if you have one, I'd love to hear it. One other thing I do want to ask you is, so we kind of restructured uh, where support sits in, I don't know, a year or so ago, and now it sits in with the Fusion Business oh, Unit. Sure. Mm-hmm. So how do you feel about the relationship? And, and what I mean there is the development staff and support staff is under the same business unit under Adam Madsen. So do you feel like that's a good thing? Yeah, or? It's absolutely a good thing. You know, our, our customers, I'm sure, can relate because sometimes when they're very vocal about it or we'll see it when we're on site, sometimes there's a little bit of tension between the parts and the service department. And uh, in the past, I think that's that has happened here at Carmack. There has been a little bit of tension between development and, and support. And it's because we're really trying to advocate for the customer. We don't really understand. We're not developers, so we don't understand the complexity sometimes. And likewise, the developer doesn't 
they're not on the phone with the customer, so they can't, they don't hear what we're hearing sometimes. And when we reported, when the business units were separate, just by virtue of that, sometimes we were pitted against each other. We didn't mean to be, but we were. And what's been really, really nice, and what I think, this is why it was designed this way, it was really to get us on the same page. So we're in meetings together, and I just feel like we understand one another better, and by the by virtue of the fact that we understand each other, that just is a better experience for our customer. Mm-hmm. Um, it just seems like before, you know, there was a lot of, we had our process, they had their process, and now we really merged those two. So it, for me personally, I think it's been a great decision by Carmack to have us under the same umbrella, if you will. Yeah, and for me, I, I support the decision as well, and I, I think it's great when you can, as you know, that one department can say, well, we're developing the software, and now we can feel the effects on it in our support staff, and we have that direct line mm-hmm. of communication, which gives a better result for the customer, right? right. So there's uh, communication instead of the bureaucracy that right. could be in the past. Well, and one thing that we do, and, and I, I'll be quite honest, when I came, kind of came back to support, I was surprised they they meet every day at 1.30. So the Fusion Management Group meets at 1.30, and I'm thinking, every day we meet at 1.30? Really? Uh, but it's great because what it does is we get in there and think about it. It's QA manager, development manager, support, um, and we just say what's happening. So what's ha- what's happening in support today? What's happening on the development side? So we really touch base every day at 1.30. And I think, I, again, I think that really shows the commitment we're, tr- we're making to our customer, that we're spending that time and we realize that it's valuable. So how do you measure your success there as far as the customers being happy and besides just call volume? Right. Well, a couple of things on that. From a measurement perspective, you know, when I first started at Carmack, we didn't really measure a lot in support. It was you opened so many incidents, you closed so many incidents. Uh, We talked in a manager's meeting, somebody might say, oh, okay, you know, as he had the most incidents closed. And a couple of years ago, we really made a commitment to measuring everything and anything that we do. So that can be everything down to we take the least amount of calls on Friday to we take the most calls in accounting. This person answers the phone the quickest. This customer calls the most. This customer emails more than they call. I mean, I'm very proud of the measurements that we've put in place, and it has really, really helped us make sound business decisions. The thing that we're working on actually this quarter is a customer survey, because right now um, we don't, I don't feel like we do an adequate enough job uh, surveying our customers. It's such a fine line because we know people get tired of getting surveys all the time. Um, So we're really working on What's a quick and easy way to measure with a customer the satisfaction, their satisfaction with support? So is that on a per case basis? Do we just ask them a simple question? Um, we feel like we need to grow in that area. We historically have, people have always been very, very pleased with CarMax support, and we want to make sure that we continue that. Right. I consistently hear through from customers and from, uh, you know, a conference and so mm-hmm. forth that support's really, really good. And there were some people that were upset that you moved to e-learning, and then they rejoiced when you came back. So we, well, we nice. see you as the queen of support for sure. And <laughs> I know you don't do it alone. You've got some great managers yeah. and employees yeah. over there, and it, it does take a lot of people to to move that thing along. And so what are your thoughts on, you know, what's the future of support look like at Carmack? 
Well, a few things on that. I mean, one of the things that we're probably the most excited about is just introducing more technology. We are a technology company, so it's kind of silly if we are not using cutting-edge technology in our support department. So a year ago, we introduced a software called Activity, which is call recording, and I can talk a little bit more about that if you're interested in it. But the the big thing for us next is new CRM. So we've had a nice CRM is just customer relationship management software. We've had a nice one, but it's it's kind of a niche, you know, boutique kind of software for software companies. Um, but we're really going to be moving to uh, Microsoft Dynamics, hopefully, if we get everything signed and and um, and implemented, and that's going to be huge for support because. Right now, if a customer calls in, it's a little bit hard to determine the last time they had contact with someone at Carmack. So that's always a little bit awkward from a support perspective. You're talking to the customer and then they say, oh, well, Brad, my account director was just in here yesterday. We really would like to have a a much better command of that. We want to be able to understand that. So we think that this implementation of the new CRM will be huge. Um, Also, the thing that we don't really provide for our customers today, and we should, is a much much bigger knowledge base that they can pull from. You can log on to the portal and you can find videos and you can't, there are FAQs there and there are nice help files within the software. But in my dream world, customers would be able to log into the portal and have like Google intelligence, if you will, and they could just type their question in and it would very, you know, in a very easy way, come back and give them suggested answers. Customers are hungry for that and we don't really do the best job we should right now. So that's that's a big, big piece of what we're working on for 2016. Well, that's great. And, I, you know, having that vision is a super important as far as, you know, staying relevant and keeping our customers happy because I think, you know, people today are growing up with iPhones and tablets and they're exactly. always connected and they want <clears throat> that instant answer uh, without having to call or, you know, we put on hold, which I don't think we have a problem with hold time. So we don't. not to no, very, very rarely. Yeah. No. Uh, hold music is awesome. So, well, good. Well, I appreciate you talking to us today, and uh, it's certainly informative. I think people appreciate hearing hearing from you, and thank you for what you and your team do every day for Carmack. I think you sit up there and, you know, take care of these customers day in and day out, and people don't really realize what's that what that is like. Uh, it's probably with any department. Well, I do think the one, the thing that's always interesting about when you think about it, and this would be if you're calling a call center yourself, you know, you come into work, maybe you're not feeling so well. If I work on the e-learning team and I'm coming in, I don't feel so good, but I can still work. Right. You know, I'm sitting there, I'm working on coursework. If you're a support rep and you come in and you're not feeling well, that's a problem. Um, it's very hard to have a headache and take care of customers. Right. So that's something that I hope at least the support teams that I've worked with through the years have appreciated that I I acknowledge that. I, I am aware of that. Um, so support is just a very, it's a very interesting job to have because you really are customer facing and you need to be on. If you have a bad phone call, you're representing Carmack, you're representing yourself, and uh, it's it's hard to recover from. Customers, you know, expect great service. Right. Absolutely. And they're entitled to it. They, mm-hmm. they pay our bills. So Correct. we got to keep going and keep cracking, right? So have you come up with any good stories? <laughs> I know I'm kind of pressing I you know. on this, but there are good ones. There There's are good be. ones. Well, well. Don't mention any names. No, no, I would never. <laughs> I, one of my, I'll just kind of talk about uh, something I did. And I do like to tell this story to the support staff because um, 
when we share stories and support, everyone messes up. And so when you share a story of when you've messed up, it makes people feel really good. <laughs> but one of my stories that I remember myself is I was on the phone with a the customer. They were getting ready to do their physical inventory. And this was a customer that, I mean, every, every I is dotted, every T is crossed, one of our biggest customers. And the gentleman was calling in, and he was just dotting I's and crossing T's with me. And he was, you know, he was just checking his physical inventory list, and do we do this? He was asking me some questions, actually, that no customer had ever asked before. So I was able to answer them. But I was looking at a software because we had, um, we basically had something in the software that was wrong. Now, this is on Legend. This isn't Windows. But there was a control file rather than an exe and executable so it's supposed to ask you questions before you finalize your physical inventory and somehow this had gotten out as a control file so i said to the gentleman i said let me just check real quick and make sure that you have the executable because the last thing you're going to want is someone to hit finalize during your physical inventory and i ran their physical inventory like i was like i got on there and i don't know what i did i hit enter and all of a sudden <laughs> things were flying on the screen and i just said to the gentleman i said um i did something really bad uh i need to get off the phone right now <laughs> and get this taken care uh, of hit the launch button yeah exactly uh, everybody and, in their bunkers you know and to his credit <laughs> he just was like okay cindy you know because i'd worked with him for years and I ran downstairs at the time development was downstairs and uh, development saved me. So, you know, that is one of those moments where like the screen blurred. Like right, I just right. was like, oh <laughs> dear, you know, I've got a real problem here. And that's every day of my life. Just saying that. <laughs> yeah, all right. We're not surprised. Um, but that happens in support, but it happens to our customers. They do something like that and then they call us. Uh, and so we always just try to make sure that we make them feel comfortable, that we don't make them feel... Um, All right. Well, I can tell you one thing. This is the best podcast we've yeah, ever done. Yeah, Lord, please. <laughs> it was fast. We Are we... No, that was good. I think that was really good. Thanks for listening to the Carmack Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter and Facebook and check us out on our website at Carmack.com. Have a great day.